Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Tyler here and with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. We got a, a bit of a mixed start to the week this week for our major indexes, but if you've been tuning in with us here, you know that we've been looking for strength in tech and the semis, and today we saw some serious strength here, uh, the NASDAQ hitting an all-time high today, but being strongly outperformed by the semis, uh, about two and a half to one outperformance today. That's the move that we've been looking for for some time here. We've been calling for a new all-time high in the semis, and today we got it. And as we say here often, this is the market that we want to see, the tech-led bull market. You want to see tech leading the market and semis leading tech. That's what we got today. And now we have seen for the last few months or so, maybe even more so in the last few weeks, these really quick rotations, seeming like rotations at least, where, you know, on Monday, the NASDAQ is leading the way. And then the next day, we got small caps leading the way and NASDAQ is down. Who knows? Might be a little bit uh, too early to tell on that one, but that is some of the pattern that we've seen here from our markets. And we saw it today as well. The small caps were down. So we'll see if that pattern continues uh, this week as well. But regardless of where you are in this market, we think tech and the semis are going to lead the way. But this market as a whole, all of our major indexes look like they want to enter. They want to take their next move higher. And it also helps. We've got a few bullish themes right now just on the, for a short-term basis. We've just entered the most bullish two weeks of the year. That's going back to 1985. The two weeks that we're in right now are the two most bullish weeks of the year, uh, specifically for the S&P 500, but for our other major indexes as well. And we still have 10 out of our 12 VRA investing screens positive. And folks, we are just now about to enter Q2, or sorry, Q3. Q2 is coming to a close here. Uh, when you, st- you see the end of a month and the beginning of a new month, it means a few things as well. First, fund flows from saving and retirement accounts are going to be coming into the market. New, fresh share buybacks, which have been insanely high, looking like on record pace, uh, might even double the previous record here in 2021. But If you've been tuning in with us here, we talked a lot about Q1 earnings. We were expecting them to destroy earlier this year. They absolutely did. And Q2 earnings, we believe, are about to go through the same process. We're going to have a repeat here of what we saw from Q1 earnings, where companies absolutely destroy estimates. They they crush on a year over year. And of course, that makes sense, right? Remember last year, lockdowns um, and just coronavirus and sanity as a whole. So we're going to get great year-over-year numbers. And really what we saw in Q1, even more so than anything else, was companies destroying analyst estimates. These analysts could not have been further off. Uh, I don't want to butcher the exact percentage that they were off. It was was an outrageous number, though. It was really high. Uh, So we expect that even though they've raised estimates now, probably going to be too low here once again. And then... Something that I found really interesting today, we've been talking about the fear and greed index a lot. We like this as a uh, sentiment gauge here a lot. This morning, 
we started out, or sorry, at the close of the last trading session on Friday, we hit a 44, which is firmly in fear mode. Well, today, even with the NASDAQ, S&P, semis, and other sectors hitting all-time highs, the fear and greed index fell again. Now, it's only one point, but it fell again to a 43 now. Uh, so, we love to see the fear and greed index in fear mode with our markets at all-time highs. There's just very few setups that are quite as bullish as that. We're contrarians here, so obviously we love that. But as this market, as we see it, will continue heading higher, it just means that we have fuel to the fire that can come in off the sidelines from investors who were fearful before and then switch into FOMO mode. They don't want to miss out on the next leg of this bull market. And while the NASDAQ and S&P did hit all-time highs today, we've got a little room to run on the Dow, uh, just a, a little bit less to run on the Russell 2000, but there's some time for some of those investors to get in before those all-time highs. So we, again, see this as fuel being added to the fire with a fear and greed index at a 40, 43 here. And of course, you know our biggest reason here. Last week, we got the updated numbers about the current level of global monetary and fiscal policy, where we had been saying, you know, the previous numbers were about $22 trillion. The last number came in $8 trillion higher. We now have $30 trillion in global monetary and fiscal policy. And Kip and I were just talking about this. We talk every day, you know, throughout the day, of course, but before the podcast uh, to go over a few things. And the way we see it here, there's still a whole lot of money that they want to pump into the system. Going back to even before coronavirus insanity, we're probably the only people out there, or at least one of the few, saying that rates were going to head lower and that the markets were actually telling us that they wanted and needed a whole lot more debt. So we just don't think that they're done yet here, and especially now. We've been seeing a lot of it, and you see it, you've seen it for the last year, right? The new variant that's around, and now the new one is the Delta variant. Europe looking like they're going back on lockdowns right as they were getting to the point where they're going to loosen restrictions. Australia going back on hardcore lockdowns, not just you can't go to bars and restaurants, like stuck-in-your-home type lockdowns. Uh, so for those for investing purposes, then maybe it's time to dust off the uh, coronavirus insanity playbook here. And we saw that today. Now, maybe too soon to call for, for a trend there. And we'd certainly hope that these lockdowns stay very short term and don't relapse into a greater issue like we had seen before. But if we're looking at the coronavirus insanity playbook, we saw it today. The 10-year was down 3.78% uh, on the day-to-day. -day. Oil was down as well. The financials were down. And tech and innovation led the way. It's exactly what we saw last year. Coming out of the March 23rd lows, tech and innovation led the way. It's what gave Kathy Wood her rock star status because she nailed that move. She said innovation thrives in times of uncertainty. And she was exactly right on that. So... To see tech and growth leading the way, as we have seen now, not just today, but since the May 12th lows, well, now we think that trend is in place and we expect it to continue. And we also continue to see that rates are going to head lower here as well. Uh, we've been out with our, our new prediction, 
somewhat new. We've been calling for lower rates. We think we're headed the way of Europe, the way of Japan, to where we could see, in a fairly short order, negative rates here in the United States. I mean, we already have the real rates are already negative. So we don't have a whole lot further to go here uh, to get to negative rates. And like I said, it seems like the market is telling us that even with the $30 trillion in global and monetary fiscal policy of stimulus, it looks like the markets want even more debt from here, which of course, always at the end of the day, finds its way, at least portions of it, into the market, helping fuel and continue to fuel this incredible move higher that we've seen since the lows from last year. And we think it will continue. So looking at our markets on the day, like I said, we did finish mixed, but we love the areas where we saw strength. So first up, the NASDAQ hitting an all-time high right out of the gate today, our only major index not to turn negative at all. And then it closed at its highs of the day. Another bullish factor here. We love seeing a smart money hour plays a big part in the VRA investing system as well. Uh, that last hour of trading and we finished just right at about the highs of the day up just under 1% to a new all time high of 14,500. Next up was the S&P 500, which started off the day at an all time high as well, pulled back at the open. But again, a strong smart money hour here, uh, taking the S&P to finish right at its highs of the day today. So again, very bullish there, up 0.23% to 4,290. Next up was the Dow Jones, down just over four-tenths of 1% to 34,283. Uh, we continue to think that the Dow will follow as well here in the new all-time high territory. And then the Russell 2000, our loser on the day, down just over half a percent to 2,322. Looking at our internals on the day, uh, a little bit of a mixed bag here. Uh, we did get negatives across the board from uh, advancing to declining stocks. So declining stocks beating out advancing a little bit better on the NASDAQ than we saw in the NYSE. And while we don't like to see that on a day with all-time highs for the NASDAQ to have a negative uh, advanced decline ratio, we don't think we're quite at the point of seeing any warning signals yet. Again, all-time highs, uh, uh, all highs beget new all-time highs. So we don't see any bearish major red flags here. But we would like to see these numbers improve. But on Friday, we just got all-time highs in the S&P 500 advanced decline line. So it's not all bad from this group. One day's action is not a new trend. Uh, next up was new 52-week highs to lows. And this was really interesting because this really, we crushed here again. 367 stocks hitting new 52-week highs to just 49 hitting 52-week lows. But what was interesting is that even on a shorter-term scale, we aren't seeing stock, a bunch of stocks hitting short-term lows either. So for example, roughly the quarterly low, which is about a 63-day, so making a new, I know that seems like a niche number there, but it is meant to go along with quarterly numbers. We're not seeing it there either, or even really on a monthly level. Now, if we were seeing a whole lot of stocks hitting new 63-day lows, uh, new monthly lows, then okay, we'd see some signs for caution there. That's just not what we're seeing right now. Until though, if those numbers start to pick up, then we'll, we'll sign a little caution maybe. But it is 
pretty impressive how few stocks are at those lows right now. And then lastly here from this group, volume came in just under 2 to 1 negative for the NYSE, but we got a strong number here from the NASDAQ, at least on the day, just under 2 to 1 positive for volume on the NASDAQ. Looking at our sectors on the day, we got some real strength here as well. Seven out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors uh, finished higher on the day with a number of all-time highs as well. Tech leading the way, all-time high for XLK, the tech ETF. Uh, we also saw it in the internet ETF, the software ETF. So tech and innovation really showing some strength here with these all-time highs. And then, of course, the one I started off the podcast with, the semis. We've been waiting on this group to hit an all-time high. That is, like we say, blue sky territory. Nobody in this has a loss anymore. Uh, so we think this move higher is go- wants to continue for tech in the semis. We were followed there by communication services, also hitting an all-time high today. Next up was utilities, consumer discretionary, then healthcare, which also hit an all-time high today. And then our laggards on the day, the value names, our recent leaders, again, going back to the coronavirus insanity playbook, uh, energy leading the way lower down over 3%, followed there by financials, industrials, and materials. And then finally for today, our VRA commodity watch, gold now slightly higher on the day, up one-tenth of 1% to 1779 an ounce. Silver up a little more, just under four-tenths of 1% to $26.19 an ounce. Copper down on the day by 0.27% to $4.27 a pound. And oil, as I said with the energy sector, down as well today, 1.7%. To $72.79 a barrel. And lastly for today, cryptocurrencies had an interesting day today. Over the weekend, uh, it was announced that there was going to be some regulatory crackdown in the UK, banning finances, crypto exchange in the UK. Well, the crypto nobody told the cryptocurrency market that people weren't going to be allowed to trade their crypto uh, because Cryptos were up big today, and in the markets or with an individual company, you love to see a company or an index going up on bad news. It's very bullish. Uh, So if you like crypto here, then you like the action we got today. Bitcoin now up 4.6% to 34,360. Of course, still below its 200-day moving average. It's got some work to do, but it was a solid day today. And then from the rest of the coins, even bigger days I'm not going to touch on all of them here, but Ethereum, which we talk about here as well from time to time, up a huge, over 16% on the day now to 2,112 uh, for Ethereum. It still has some work to do as well to get back to those recent highs, but that is a strong day on bad news. So you love to see it. Uh, again, certainly bullish uh, to see so many cryptos having a strong day on bad news. Good sign. Uh, folks, That is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top. We'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.